0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today we're going to be talking
1: about the craziest Catholic conspiracies. That's right. Get your uh, tinfoil hats on because we're going to be looking at these crazy conspiracies, like the fact that certain popes were murdered. Uh, there was Jesuit plots to overthrow the United States, female popes, and a lot of crazy things.
2: Shh! Conspiracies.
1: Do you believe? <laughs>
0: Great to have you guys back in the studio. We got Ryan Shield and Father Pagano. Hey, guys. How's it going? How's it going? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of pumped about this. I, I've, I'm I've not much of a conspiracy theorist because every time I read them online or whatever, I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. But at least
2: we have one fanatical conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Oh, I don't believe in any of them. Oh, yeah. get out of
0: town. I he just knows about them because he, he knows
2: everything. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he drinks and knows things. Not so much drinking anymore. Yeah, well, no. Drinking things water. Sir, coffee. Though. I don't even have coffee, you have water.
0: You need fluids, man. You need fluids. Hydration's important. That's (sighs) not a conspiracy. Yeah. No, but you drink and you know things. I got
2: a little bit of Guadalupe
1: roast in my cup this morning. Me too. Cheers. 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 Yeah. Tasty. So conspiracy theories, man. I mean, they're incredibly interesting. So many people like reading about them because it... Conspiracy theories typically, in my opinion, come about because it's so hard to believe that the crazy turns in history and the things that impact the world happen by chance or happen by small coincidences. Uh, Like the assassination of Kennedy. It's so hard to believe for most people that the president of the United States was killed by a nobody. It seems like it's incongruous with the way the world works that powerful people or really impactful events happen for seemingly inconsequential reasons. Uh, You only have to look at uh, the beginning of World War One, which led to World War Two, and all the deaths and all the madness that ensued, and it all goes down to just an incredibly um, coincidental happenstance that someone was assassinated, acc- kind of accidentally when they missed their first acc- when they missed their first assassination attempt. These things unfold, so people try to find patterns and reasons and no. try to explain things that seem inexplicable through conspiracies. Yeah, but cons- conspiracies do exist. Well, they exist, but are no. they true?
2: Right. And if they, if they didn't have any type of merit whatsoever or any type of, you know, hold, then it really wouldn't hold people's attention. And it sounds like you're suspicious of all conspiracies. I am.
1: Because I'm... Because sus- I just think I... Shocking. He- Shocking. Yeah. I just think knowing the way that the human mind typically works, it's usually fanciful thinking, or it's usually trying people overanalyzing something that seems too simple for Mm -hmm. them to accept. Now, does that mean that every conspiracy on our list today is going to be Completely false? No. As a matter of fact, there's one of them that's very real and very awesome, and it was very much a conspiracy, and it's verified, and I can't wait to get to that one. Mm -hmm. But first, let's get to some ones that I think are pretty... uh, uh, spurious, right? They are... Let's Now, you guys you guys are Italian. Yeah. Painfully Italian. <laughs> yeah. Which means you guys have probably watched The Godfather way too many times. <laughs> Correct?
0: Mm, uh, not, not enough. Life is beautiful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it enough. Let's put it that way. Well, there's three Godfather movies. The first two yeah. are awesome. The third one, eh, yeah. eh, not so much. I agree. But the conspiracy in that third one is that... And this is our first conspiracy we're going to talk true. about. I wasn't aware is of That this. Pope John Paul I was actually murdered by forces with, inside the Vatican Curia. Okay. With a cup of tea. That's, that's, the, that's the... In the study. In the study. With a <laughs> candlestick. It was the cardinal in the study with a cup of tea. <laughs> so John Paul I, um, who's on his way potentially to sainthood. Wow. Wow. Um, had one of the shortest pontificates in history. Ever, yeah. 33 days. Wow. Um, 33 days after his uh, coronation as pope, he died in the middle of the night. Mm. And the conspiracy theory at the time was that he was just coming into his pontificate and he'd been elected as kind of a compromise candidate or a candidate that the cardinals thought they could control. But as soon as he was elevated to the throne of St. Peter— he was not going to be the willing patsy to the plans of these cardinals who had formed a block to get him elected and because of that they had him killed did he like turn on him is that the that, that's, that's that's the, the kind of basis of yeah. the theory mm-hmm. oh. even the show the the HBO show um the new pope is it the new pope or is it it's something else it's like but, no they had the young pope, pope the second season of the new pope oh i haven't seen it and that one. that one after the young pope gets into a coma uh, the new pope is elected, it's Francis II, and he was a very weak-willed person. Then he gets on the hat, and he's like, oh, wow, I'm going to have all this power. They're like, oh, we made a mistake, and they killed him.
2: Uh, and it's pretty
1: much based on the same theory. So gotcha. there is a
2: lot of people that believe in this theory and this conspiracy. Wow. I've talked to a ton of people that have different intel, not just based on the Godfather movie, but by other types of uh, you know people sharing about you know, their their presumptions that that John Paul the first was killed. Yeah, pope, yeah.
1: Popes typically don't die within the first 30 days. Um, but he was elected. And within. So on maybe the morning, it was the theophylacta. Uh, oh, are we oh, believing this? Um, we're not believing uh, this. We're not believers. No. So here's some of the reasons that people say that he was the, the, the basis of this conspiracy. Uh, one is that and most of the ones go to the Vatican banks. That he uncovered massive corruption in the Vatican banks or he had, you know, after his elevation, he had access to all these records and said, wow, there's some crazy stuff going on here. And in the first first
0: 33 days, that's kind of like the honeymoon phase, man. That's a little maybe he was ready to to work to dive into a big bureaucratic structure in 33 days. I don't believe that.
1: Mm. That's. Most theories say that that's it. Either that or in the Godfather movie, it's the immobiliari, which is like the world's largest landholder or real estate company, which in the church is the world's largest real estate owner.
0: Yeah. But it's not, it's not owned as such. It's owned in separate, uh, like diocese, like canon law separates and subsidizes property and other things like that. So it's not. It's not accessible to, let's say, the Pope to just start selling things off, especially in the United States. No. He can't he can't say, hey, I want to sell the Diocese of Buffalo or I want to like the way that canon law sets it up is that it protects
1: jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. jurisdiction." Yeah, but the irregularities that cardinals were making investments and in using it as a money laundering scheme. Right. And the can see that the and Pope is going to expose this corruption. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's a lot kind of to this. I mean, some of these Vatican bankers, you know, four or five years later, they are found hanging from the bridges in Rome with stones in their pocket, which is a sign of a Freemason assassination, all kinds of stuff. Right. Mm. So I mean, there's there's some kind of there's something there. There's something going, going there. on. Yeah. Um. One one priest, uh, Father Charles Murr, he wrote a book a couple years ago um, and he said that and I'm not going to name the Cardinal's name because it's, it's hearsay or it's conspiracy and I don't want to slander a dead Cardinal, but essentially the Cardinal who had been in charge of appointing a lot of bishops, particularly very liberal bishops and bishops that I would say were career tended towards, um, liking other Cardinals too much. Hmm. Enough said. Yeah. They were in the the,
0: innuendo. Yeah.
1: (laughs) The Lavender Mafia. Gotcha. So basically, he was going to reprimand him and strip him of his power. And this is the bishop who appointed a lot of these other bishops who have kind of perpetuated the Lavender Mafia, right? Including some of the ones who have caused big scandal in the United States. Again, I'm not going to mention names who have been defrocked. Um, but he was <laughs> hmm. the last person to have been seen alive. You pretty much narrow in uh, on that pretty quickly. Yeah, Ryan, Well done. <laughs> well said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Without uh, naming names. Right. Interesting. But this cardinal was the last person seen alive. The the last person John Paul I was seen alive with. And I did not know that. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not going to name his name because you know you can't make that accusation. If you want to find it, go out and find it. I'm sure you can find some. Crackpop website. But the last person the Pope was seen alive with was with this bishop who was in charge of appointing all these kind of nefarious bishops. Mm. And he was going to strip him of his power and reprimand him for basically seeding the church with counter bishop agents. And that was it. And then Pope is Gestorbin, Gestorben. Gestorben. Mm. Yep. gestorben. Conspiracy. Yeah, well, the Vatican
0: Bank, uh, you know, there's also theories about something that went down with the cardinal in Australia with his case too and I think you know just like with any institution it's been around for so long there's probably some oh, things yeah. going Powell's on never there. never
1: been abused, accused of sex abuse and then he goes in all and all of starts, a sudden
0: he starts investigating the Vatican Bank and wham he has some crackpot charge on him that's now being
1: appealed which is good. And even if the appeal goes through his reputation and career is still ruined. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. But I But you see, I do. that's how conspiracy theories get started. Maybe maybe he was guilty. More. Maybe he is guilty. Yeah. You know, he's found guilty by a court of law. And we have to respect the rule of law. Does it seem fishy? Yes. Because of the seem, evidence in the case. Does it seem too con- convenient that he starts investigating the Vatican Bank, finds irregularities, and all of a sudden he's in jail? Well, it's See, the evidence of the
0: case that kind of causes that conspiracy theory to kind of come about, right? But that is how conspiracy
2: theories get started because it born, seems yeah. to
1: make a lot of sense. Yeah, right. No, but it's no.
2: based on conjecture, so it's right. it's right. people developing a no, story without facts. <laughs> no, well, I just, it's uh, the
0: I truth. Just started a rumor.
2: <laughs> 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 Ryan Delacroix said it.
1: <laughs> I'm a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. So or generator. Two uh, of the people who were in charge of the Vatican Bank at the time. One bishop, he was from the United States, and then another one, his name was Roberto Calvi, and he was uh, from the Mm. Banco Ambrosiano, right? Mm. Um, And a lot of the conspiracy theories revolve around them and the Pope wanting to expose this fraud, and uh, Roberto Calvi was found hanging from the bridge. Uh, He he was a member of a Masonic lodge, and he was found hanging from a bridge, uh, dead, and it was ruled a suicide. But they found stones in his pocket, like I said, which is kind of a, a yeah. sign of a Masonic assassination. So wow, and that's is that a fact? That's a fact. Okay, that's a that's fact. A fact.
0: I think also maybe his daughter was like kidnapped, or like there's some other stuff that went down. There was there a couple life. other kidnappings,
1: and there's things going around. So, yeah. so
2: how do we know that that's a Masonic assassination? Because with the rocks, the, like the, is according,
1: the, that, according to theories, that's Ray it. Mason, you know? okay. hello, Mason. Stones, stones.
2: Why would it be bricks? Why did they put like a uh, you know? It's
1: it's how, the coarse. How big do you think his
0: pockets are? It's the coarse elements of building the bricks.
1: It's even <laughs> more rooted in. So, but here's the thing, a lot of the conspiracies, because there was incongruities in the way that the Vatican reported John Paul I's death, well, they said, okay, well, what time was he found? And the story changed a few times. Well, who found him? The story changed a few times. What were the circumstances around him? What, would it, what did his body look like when he was found? And there was a lot of um, mixed messages coming from the Vatican, mm-hmm. right? And they weren't all the same story. So they said, people, well, there's something here. Vatican's covering something up. But the truth is, is that it was a nun who found him. So every morning, John Paul I would wake up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and this particular nun would bring his coffee to the door and leave it outside because it was viewed as impropriety for a woman to be in the Pope's personal sure. apartment. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's good policy. Yeah. Well... She left the coffee out, like, every morning. Holy Father, your coffee's ready. And then 10 minutes later, still sitting there, getting cold. Like, Holy Father, what are you doing? Because he was, you know, very regimented in the time he woke up. 15 minutes go by, he hasn't answered. So she creeped open the door, and all of his lights in the room were still on. And he's laying in bed. He had documents on and still wearing his reading glasses. But he died of a heart attack in the middle of the night. Mm. That's the official and probably most likely explanation. And back then, there was
0: quality medical personnel that could have done an autopsy to but no autopsy understand. was done oh okay
1: so again that that leads that lends some uh fire to the
0: well is an autopsy something that has to be done because i think here you you have you have an autopsy right i mean but the Pope, there- he's he's
1: <laughs> there's different rules in vatican you know well, well that's that. what i was saying right.
0: it's like there's just different different things going on there
1: well
2: you know this, I mean, it, there's so many gaps in this story. That's yeah. why, you know. It, it leaves it open It leaves injector. it wide open. Yeah. So
1: was Pope John Paul the I actually killed by a secret conspiracy of the Vatican banks and the Freemasons? Yes. I don't think so. No. No? no? Yes. I mean, what, what do we I say? I don't know. I think <laughs> what always, do you say? Yeah. I, I think always the most reasonable and the most simple explanation is usually right. Yeah. And what is it? Probably died of a heart attack in the middle of the night. How old was he? He's in the seventies, yeah. He was in seventies, yeah. So, yeah, you know, for all you crazy who, who watched The Godfather, and that it was, yeah, uh, Michael Corleone was involved in it. Probably <laughs> not. Now, there's a couple other things. Other people say, well, he was going there. One, the founder of one traditionalist movement, a priest said that uh, he had received a letter that he was to come to Rome and help reestablish the Tridentine Mass. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's again sounds pretty far fetched. Other people say it was the CIA because he was going to break up some of the CIA operative operations in Central America and South America. Right, now we're just getting all over the right. place here. So there's know. so everyone it basically was SpongeBob and the yeah, I mean because
0: the 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 it was the, the crab For the crab guy wasn't having a buffet.
1: All right, let's. Don't put this on Eugene Krabs. Eugene Krabs is a <laughs> is man of impec- impeccable <laughs> integrity. If you're going to do it anyway, put it on Plankton. Okay. And Plankton <laughs> killed John Paul I because he was trying to get the Krusty Krab recipe. Uh, there you <laughs> go. The Krabby Patty recipe. All right, now we can switch uh, So I think, <laughs> I think we can kind of, I don't know, this one, is it true, is it not? I'm gonna They're give never this. going to be able to close right. close this case. because. Maybe. Well, there no, was no autopsy right. done yeah. and, and no investigation. No investigation, no like and,
2: and, yeah, yeah. So there's
1: now here, here's another papal conspiracy, is that all the popes since 1958, after the death of Pius the have not actually been the legitimate pope because the really, in actuality, there was a pope elected at the 1958 conclave, and it was not John the twenty third. It was actually. Pope Gregory Sixteenth, who would have been Cardinal Siri. And this is known as the Siri thesis. Now. Cardinal Siri? Cardinal Siri. Like, hello. Hey, Siri. Yeah, I know. But right, this is a weird name. Uh, Giuseppe Siri. <laughs> Excuse Bless me. Bless you. Bless. Um, so the theory goes, and this, this is actually kind of documented, that during that conclave after the death of Pius XII, um, there's, you know, what happens during a papal election? A vote. A vote, mm. and what if there's not smoke? A smoke, and what mm. color is the smoke if there's a pope elected? White, white, <laughs> black, what? Clear. Now <laughs> <Blue>. let <laughs> right, let's let's go to another papal conspiracy, and that's the conspiracy that at the 1958 conclave, it was not actually John the 23rd who was elected; it was actually Pope Gregory the 16th who was elected, and his election was kept hidden or suppressed because of Soviet pressure.
2: And this is based on what, like the, they count the accidental votes. smoke that came out of the... No,
0: they count the votes, and then they're like, yo,
1: let's just go out there and announce this, mm-hmm. and then we'll burn them in the thing. So when there's a papal mm-hmm. election, and they're in the conclave, they take their votes, and if a pope is not elected, they burn the ballots, and mm-hmm. black, black smoke, smoke comes mm-hmm. out from the chimney of the Sistine Chapel. Mm-hmm. Well, in the 1958 conclave, on October 26th at 1153 white smoke was seen coming from the chimney. And everyone started cheering, right? And everyone was like, hey. I mean, even the even the Italian radio and the Italian news agency is like, haba must pop up. there's white smoke. So everyone thought there was— I think I
2: recall something like right. this,
1: and it was like accidental or something. Like they said that it was accidental. Right. So then at 553, which is probably another vote, white smoke again. And they're like, okay, now we absolutely—there is— Vatican Radio told the world, this is from Vatican Radio. The smoke is white. There is absolutely no doubt a pope has been elected. After about a half an hour, the smoke turned black and changed. All right? So everyone's like, this puts <laughs> old guys around a fireplace, you know? <laughs> like, what? Let, <let's> <laughs> Somebody it out. was uh, having a bonfire. <laughs> right, so they see this white smoke. Even the Vatican Radio is saying, there's no doubt it's white smoke. Yeah. So they're like, cool, let's, who's the new pope? And they're waiting for him to come out the window and give his blessing and can't wait to meet the new pope. But nothing happens. So they're like, OK, what is going on? Right. So the theory that kind of. Stems from this was that. So then then after a couple of days go by and then finally Pope John Pope St. John the 23rd is elected. But everyone's like, what happened there? Something wacky went. On. So going into this conclave, a cardinal uh, a Giuseppe Siri was voted or was viewed as most people as the most likely to be elected. Um, And according to this theory, he actually was elected and he took the name Pope Gregory the 16th, but Soviet spies had infiltrated it and said, if you elect him, we are going to nuke Vatican city, or we're going to nuke Catholic cities in the Eastern Bloc, because Cardinal Siri was going to be very opposed to communism and a very vociferous fighter of communism.
0: Now that's far fetched to me because why would a... Why would the Soviets
1: be so scared of a pope why look at John Paul the second look what happened when they got a pope who fought communism. They brought him down. That's exactly why the communists were afraid of the pope. Yeah,
2: but that seems that seems like an empty threat. Yeah, You know, like that that would motivate everybody to so change their nuke vote.
1: You If you don't do this. <laughs> this is 1958. This is like the height of the Cold War. But, but, yeah. but, but the
0: white smoke goes up and then the black smoke goes up. So that means like the Soviets were like standing there like, you better put that black smoke in. <laughs> nuke
1: everybody. You put that black smoke back in. You put that smoke how did they sneak you? into the conclave? The same way the United States did during the election of Benedict and Francis.
0: Well, I I know somebody who was present at a conclave that was not a cardinal. It was my pastor. We should have him on the show. He's he can tell a lot about his experience there. And it's pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was he was the secretary to Cardinal Baum, who was blind. Mm. And so he literally did everything for him. So he actually like kind of participated with him in mm-hmm. this conclave, which is pretty cool. No. So I need to ask him if the CIA infiltrated this. He'd probably laugh in our face because he was actually a former CIA guy.
2: Yep. Maybe he's dun, the one. Dun, 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 dun. I know the guy. We need to bring I him on the, the show guy. and ask him yeah, straight we'll take up. This. No, we can't we'll put we'll him take, in that situation.
0: <laughs> we'll take this conspiracy
1: and we'll confront him. <laughs> All right. So, you heard it here first. So, here, here's a, an, another thing that people point to as kind of acknowledgement of this. Do you know there's been two Pope John the 23rds? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There has been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of them was an anti Pope. Yes. And the theory goes is that um, Roncalli took the name John the Twenty Third as acknowledgement and as penance, or essentially that he knew of his irregular status, because the Pope cannot be once he accepts to his his abdication is not valid if it is done under duress, right? Sure. Like a
0: knife at your throat
1: or something like that. Right. Or just the threat that Rome would be nuked by the Russians. Now, so this theory basically says that we had a pope in red. And so it's the pope in red or the Siri thesis that Cardinal Siri actually was the secret pope <clears throat> for 30 years or whatever as a cardinal. Or that even though he had no functional power, he essentially was the legitimate pope. Now, in the 1963 conclave, they said the exact same thing happened because the smoke, again white black you
0: know what i'm thinking i think it's left over from the last conclave <laughs> and they just throw the black stuff, stuff in there gets
2: stuck in the in the <laughs> chimney <laughs> and, and like, it's just, just
0: it's the ashes on the bottom hasn't
1: <laughs> fully burned look so after they cleans it <laughs> look after this they changed the process and they they started now it wasn't just burning it and then because in the old days if you put wet hay on the ballots it'll create black smoke if you put like fresh hay on it creates white smoke or vice oh, versa
0: interesting hey. so
1: now they're like look this is too confusing we're causing all kinds of stuff so now they put chemical additives to make sure that there is no doubt it is black <laughs> or white i told you and it's not it's not like the dean who's like oh, i'm gonna burn this and he's warming it. It, yeah. it they've made it a more professional process as much as burning ballots to signify the election of the monarch of a state can be you know the year 2020, <laughs> but um, a lot of people believe <sighs> this, and this is kind of the bedrock of a lot of the set of a theories, is that because John- it's not the real Pope. Yeah, it's not the real Pope. You guys this, aren't in the real church. This we Masonic are. infiltrator came in, and they, they strong-armed Gregory III, the sixteenth, and they strong-armed in a Masonic who brought about Vatican II, and now we have nuns without habits, and it's all your fault. <laughs> Again, crazy. Are they they all like Texans or
0: something? I don't know. It sounds like they are. Whenever I go with uh, an incredulous
1: and stupid conspiracy believer, my voice is kind of halfway between Batman and George W. Bush. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I tell you what, now we have a pope and he's a liberal heretic and we should have our real pope, Siri, the Cardinal Pope in red. Otherwise, you guys are all liberal pope people. <laughs> <laughs> that's my impersonation.
2: I think what's born out of secrecy, though, is is conspiracy. You know that when there's when it's this information is not made public and people aren't present yeah. to it. Yeah. People just love to just kind of and fantasize about, you know, other types of probabilities. And, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah, I think and the worst, you know, think the worst of humanity and, and things that can happen from it.
0: Yeah, I think that's what you know, when Monsignor Smith, who was Cardinal Baum's secretary, when he presented his experience of the conclave to everybody at our parish, I, like it was, it was kind of humorous to hear about the proceedings and just how innocent it was with a bunch of older men who, you know, went to breakfast at 5 a.m. and chatted. And I'm like, what were the conversations about? He's like, well, you're not allowed to say, but he goes, I can assure you it was old people having breakfast. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like that was his response. So I think for our listeners, if you're interested in having him on, we've got some pictures of him. Um, in fact, when uh, Benedict was elected, he was in the picture because he was three guys behind him. No because, way, absolutely. Because cardinal Cardinal Baum was the senior cardinal, so he was actually pictured when Pope Benedict went like this. Yeah, you know, he was actually his mug at was the right,
2: window when he was. No absolutely, way. it is the
0: most fascinating presentation i i think it was fascinating but you know obviously, how did you find out about
2: it were you just in conversation with him and it came up and then i mean yeah yeah and, I and mean, then you just said can we do something at the parish and share it? yeah
0: i was like you got uh can you share this stuff and he's like yes i can share my experience there i cannot share you know who cardinal bomb vote, voted for and some other things that you know went went down but uh, certainly about the proceeding and how it happens and what goes on from a standpoint of the structure of it and how it's sort of
2: done. I think right? that would be very, very cool to have that it on the show. That was pretty cool. And oh, then we sure. can like
0: during the video, we could show some some pictures and stuff. Uh hopefully we That'd can be edit cool. experience. It. Yeah. show pictures of him there. He looks a lot different now, but <laughs> <laughs> but he's a good he's a, a good friend of mine. I you know, it'd be tough to get him here because he's a parish priest yeah. but we'll yeah. see
1: yeah yeah but the the whole idea that the that it was all secret elections and se- you know that there was actually a secret pope I, yeah i don't i don't buy it not i don't buy it either name. not based of, on mean,
0: that testimony yeah, i'm right. just like it's just a lot of old guys and, <laughs> you know i mean they're it's just like people are pointing fingers at pope francis for all this stuff I'm like he's 83 years old like he's he doesn't have the energy to respond to every critic.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's impossible. It's pretty energetic for an eighty-three-year-old guy, though.
2: <laughs> I mean, how many how many forty-five-year-old guys I wouldn't, wouldn't be want able to keep to the schedule? That. I you know, wouldn't, right? Yeah, yeah. I know.
1: But uh, yeah, again, crazy conspiracy. I think most of it comes from the fact that people Cardinal Siri was always viewed as the conservative candidate. He was that time's uh, Cardinal Seurat, and everyone was hoping for him to come in. And they had kind of what people would view as liberal popes successively, with John the Twenty Third, Paul the Sixth, and John Paul the First. Who so this, in, is,
0: continued. Yes. Even is, up this into, is continued? Yes, this is continued
1: at infinitum since this has occurred. Right. I mean, they, even up into the nineteen seventy eight election of John Paul the people say that he was the leading candidate and he almost won. He was a few votes short and then John Paul II was a compromise between uh, I think you lose credibility after like maybe your once second or two. <laughs> but here's the thing, Cardinal Siri is like no, he never talked about it. He said there's no mention of it. He was on the Second Vatican Council. He worked in it. Yeah. He was, you know, yeah. he was the it's just it's just not true. Yeah. I mean, so many people wish it were true because they would rather believe that Vatican II right, and, and all, the felt banners were the fault of communists and conspiracies, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I just don't buy this one at all. I don't either. All right. Now, here's one that's crazy. And it's, I know it's probably only been two or three days without any Jesuit tricks, right? But the Jesuits are always up to their tricks. And one trick they've been accused of committing was the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. I was not aware of
2: that. Uh-huh. Mm. I've seen the chair that Abraham Lincoln was shot in. It's in Dearborn at the Ford Museum.
0: Why would it be there?
2: The, the collector. I mean, Henry Ford was a collector. and, and, and was, Wasn't
0: it the Ford Museum that he was shot at?
1: The Ford Theater. Ford the theater, theater. So yeah. that was, was that his theater? No. no oh, okay. Mm. Different Ford. Yeah, that chair actually says Assassin SJ was here. What, what's, the, <laughs> underneath, uh, underneath the, what's the lining
2: the, of the <laughs> fabric
1: what's the uh the the town
0: he was uh caught in or hidden in in maryland it was uh i, I i've driven by there a couple of times mm. um it's uh your name is mud comes from that is it is it mud mud was the name of the guy that harbored him so
1: here's here's Dr. Samuel Mudd.
0: Yes. That's what it is. So Dr. Samuel Mudd's house is in Maryland.
1: Yep. Wow. (laughs) Well, see, okay, Maryland was- He got pretty far away from the theater. Maryland, there was a lot of Catholics historically there. Oh, yeah. Maryland. Maryland, Maryland, Right Now, in the conspiracy, there was a lot of people in this- The actual conspiracy to kill, assassinate Lincoln, you know, from John Wilkes Booth- David Harold, who was a conspirator, who helped aid in the bat. Dr. Samuel Mudd, who tried to fix his leg where he was found. A lot of the conspiracy and the people who hung for this, they were all Catholic. They're like, hey, what's mm. going on here? Mm. They're all Southern Catholics and whatever. Yeah. So. Rural, too. Right. And and the, at the time, everyone, there's the know-nothings. and. People were very against the Catholic Church. and Very, know nothing. It was a movement of kind of nationalism, where all these immigrants from Ireland and Germany and Italy were coming over, and they're like all you Papists Y'all don't are coming know over, nothing about we, nothing. Yeah, all here. you Papists are coming over and taking all of our American jobs. Right? Gotcha, gotcha. So, and Lincoln, in a lot of letters, Lincoln is very critical of the Jesuits and mm. very critical of the Catholic Church. They were always like, "What are they up to? They're trying to come over here and..." invade our sovereignty. Is there like a book that
0: details this? Because this is kind of new information to me. I'm kind of, and I'm curious about it.
1: Um, I don't know of any books. I didn't really find any, but I mean, there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of, I mean, this theory is go, goes all the way back to days after Lincoln was assassinated, that it was the Jesuits, the Jesuits. The basically the premise of the theory is that the Jesuits did not like the American government, Um, supporting and having supported the unification of Italy and them trying to uh, intercede on behalf of the unionists in Italy to get rid of the papal states, you know, Garibaldi and all those people. Right. Um, Because the United States was on the side of the French and the French revolution. They were on the side of the Italian unification and they were always kind of the liberty minded Americans were at odds with the monarchical popes Mm -hmm. and this assassination was the Jesuit retribution for the American meddling in Vatican affairs.
0: Hmm. Well, what do you think? Uh well, I I mean I I would I'd be interested in sources of information myself, but yeah, at this point it's it's like you said conjecture mm-hmm. and it's a conspiracy theory, so mm-hmm. but I if it is documented that Abraham Lincoln has this anti-Catholic
2: and Jesuit yeah. influence has always been strong. Oh yeah, you know, in relationship to politics, probably more so than any other religious order. They're they're really? up there. Oh yeah, Jesuits. Jesuit influence is pretty pretty large. Mm. And you look at universities as well. So they have a greater control and and uh, gotcha, you know, power over education as well. Yeah. Um. So again, you know, based on power and authority and. Influence, yeah. The Jesuits have such a reach, yeah. Uh, in comparison to so many other, and they uh, probably had
0: so much more back then than they do now. Too.
2: Well, I
1: mean, you look at like the Gunpowder Plot um, in England and the 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 Recusants in the uh, Af- in England and the man, the English hated the Jesuits because they thought the Jesuits' sole goal was to overthrow the Protestant King of England and reestablish a Catholic monarchy, and a lot of that, um. I don't know, hatred and whatever, came f- over with the English to America. Now, mm. here's something interesting about this all. What day was Lincoln killed on? April 14th, which was Good Friday. It was actually Good Friday. So they're like, oh, the Catholics, but their Good Friday. This is their plot. And all of the people who were in the conspiracy theory, they all tied to one person, a woman named Mary Surratt, who was a Catholic. Her son was um, a Jesuit. <laughs> No, he was actually, he was found, he, at first he went and hid in Montreal in a church rectory, and then he immediately was- Immediately
2: after the immediately assassination. he
1: went up to Montreal to avoid arrest and was in a church rectory. Why would he do that? Because he was probably looking for sanctuary, right? Trying to get away. Um, another one was a, um, what's it, Papal Zouave? What's that? Do you know what that is? I have no idea. I think it's some kind of order or like military thing. He was one of those. Um, another accomplice, uh, he had studied for the priesthood in the seminary. David Harold was from Georgetown, and Dr. Mudd was a Catholic. Um, a former seminarian uh, classmate of Mary Surratt's husband, all of them were Catholics. They all met. They all, like, ran off to Catholic places or had went to seminary at Georgetown. So they're like, this is a Catholic plot. And in Lincoln's letters, he talks all kinds of junk about Catholics, did the Jesuits kill Lincoln? Well, no. I mean, like Doctor Mudd, it was
0: coincidental that he ended up at his house, right? I mean, it wasn't like he ran Wilkes Booth, right? Ran right. to Mudd's house. He was he was fleeing from authorities that had a a spot on him, right? You know, and, again, s- and he and he coincidentally landed at this guy's house. That's mm-hmm. the that's the story given there, right? And it's probably true.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really doubt that the Jesuits plotted to kill Lincoln, but yeah. I don't know, make up your own mind. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, well, there's, talk about there's conspiracy.
2: There's probably, like, we could probably spend an entire series and multiple episodes on conspiracies relating to the Jesuits.
1: Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. Jesuits are tricky. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they, they they were founded and immediately through the spiritual exercises and their just uh, contagious spirituality just started booming. It's, it's my good spiritual- at what they
2: did. It's my spirituality. Yeah, I, I, if I was anything, I would be a Jesuit. Yeah, you but, would be. I mean, I, I think it's I think their spirituality is is very applicable. Yeah. Um, and their their reach and their courage and you know their evangelization is something that is just you know yeah.
1: There's nothing in comparison. Yeah. All right, here's another one. that You guys are going to like this one. Pope Joan. Not Pope John, Pope Joan. And consp- we're not talking about Joan of Arc. No, we're talking about the theory. We're talking about a conspiracy. conspiracy. <laughs> that there was pope a Joan. there was a female pope in the ninth century, pu- known as Pope Joan, who... Was that when they were in Avila. 9th no. century? No, that uh, was 11th that, Yeah. So the theory was is that Uh, I think they they called him Johannes Anglicus, right? That was this woman's fake name. And she had studied um, because going to universities and whatnot was not allowed for a woman. So she had faked being a man so she can go to all these things. And she ended up being really smart, really good at studies, and eventually got elected a bishop and the pope. But then she was found out when she gave birth to a kid during a papal procession, and <laughs> was, <laughs> was stoned to, stone to death after giving I'm birth in right a sp- spot <laughs> right oh on the street.
0: Gosh, that is hilarious. Oh, Lord, have mercy.
2: <laughs> oh. but that
1: is pretty sh- out there, man. Yeah. Here's the thing about
2: oh. <laughs> Yeah.
0: She gave birth during a paper Christmas. Oh, procession. gosh. <laughs> hey, hey, Johannes, you're getting kind of big there, buddy. You should cut Yo back on the cookies it. after dinner.
1: <laughs> 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 so, I don't know whose baby uh, is this? I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah, they said, <laughs> uh, uh, Hey, someone leave a baby Someone leave a baby here. Uh, <laughs> that's why they picked that kid up. Uh, Get to the nuns. <laughs> it was on a procession from St. Peter's to the Lateran. Uh, between the Colosseum and Uh, St. Clements. Now, here's some, some, some interesting things. For hundreds of years afterwards, no pope would walk that path. Just
2: do <laughs> And that's, that's a fact, or is That's that, a fact. That's oh a fact. Oh, that's weird. That's a Whoa. fact.
1: Well, you know... I mean, they wouldn't he, walk that path, and people said they won't walk this path, because this is the site where the female pope was stoned death oh, after dropping a baby That was here. speculation, because right. they wouldn't walk that path. Okay, gotcha. I was like, mm, this is getting weirder. <laughs> but here's wow. some things. Do you know where this theory comes from? Like, paper t- papal chamberlains and actual monks. This was actually... Early in, like, the 13th centuries, everyone accepted it as a fact. Mm. I mean, mm. it was so much a fact in the church that they accepted it that they even had a statue of her in, what I think, the Cathedral of Siena. Oh, gosh.
2: What did the statue Ugh. look like? Was It had a baby coming <laughs> out of <there. laughs> and she's it. It's like a like like, surprise. Uh... Her face is all shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Miracle. And then
0: later, <laughs> the baby became the pope. Now we're Damn talking. Well, let's get let's get deeper into the this. Conspiracy thing. It's goes probably deeper.
1: Theophylactus. theophylactus. Now we've talked about the theophylacti, the uh, the nefarious uh, family from Tusculum who, the hijacked, who hijacked, the papacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now these people who wrote this said that um, that happened during that time, and there was a lot of the theophylacti popes who were named John, and the story probably comes from. Uh, the the daughter of the Theophylactus, who had children with the Pope, who became the Pope and all that, right? So it probably comes from a embellishment of that theory, that Mariotza, who was the daughter of Theophylactus, who had a kid with Pope Sergius, who became Pope John XI. Mm. It's probably a bastardization of that actual history that these incredibly corrupt people and this woman who was, Theodora and Mariotta were kind of pulling the strings in Rome at the time. And it's probably, again, a elaboration that these uppity women were controlling the church at the time, and there's actually a female pope, and one of them was John the Eleventh, but they say Pope John. So this is probably why the College of Cardinals was created, <laughs> to elect a pope. Well, <laughs> who, who instituted that? I mean, like— well, the color, they've been around forever, but here's here's other things that led credence to that, to that theory, according to the conspiracy theorists, is that the popes when they were elected would sit on this ancient chair, right? And it had a hole in the seat. Do you ever guys you guys oh, ever gosh. seen James Bond um, uh, Casino Royale? Yeah. yeah, you know the torture scene where they cut the hole in the yeah. chair and they're whacking, yeah, whack whack yep. him in the mm-hmm. underside. Yeah. Well, the chair was like that, and the theory was that. On election after Pope Joan, before allowing the Pope to take office, <laughs> they would go up and check to make sure that he was a man. Oh, that is just awesome! But the thing is, is that by like sh- whacking, him yeah, <laughs> whacking <him>. <laughs> <laughs> No, they were just making sure he had the proper, um, the proper plumbing for the yeah, job. Yeah, God bless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's an inspector, <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though there was.
2: <laughs> yeah, there has to be. There isn't, yeah.
1: It's obvious. If they don't hit him with the whip, they've got to have an inspector. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is an official, official Pope, papal. <laughs> he
2: gets uh, whacked and then he gets a facial? What
1: are you talking about? Papal from under <laughs> inspector. Uh, from under... Oh, <laughs> inspector uh, Fomunda. <laughs> but uh, <from under. laughs> uh, this Pope chair... The, the fact is that Eve. this chair, it was a really old chair, and so they... The church kind of had it because it was, you know, a thousand-year-old chair. And What do we Roman use times, this for?
2: Right. Hey, mm. Giuseppe,
1: why do we got this hole in this chair? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> right, but the thing is that the chair— For centuries, we a... used
2: to whack the Holy Father.
1: Is this a toilet seat? <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was an ancient toilet seat or birthing chair— from one of the emperor's houses encrusted with jewels and diamonds. The and Catholic stuff. origins uh, of the toilet bowl. Of course right. you're going to encrust so it with jewels and diamonds. Be- because, you know, they got this old chair. And there was always coronation chairs throughout history that chair. were whatever. Yeah. Like the one of Edward in England, whatever. But it was an ancient chair, but it had a hole in the bottom because it was probably a bidet or a birthing chair. But the theory was that they used it to check the pope's undercarriage. Yeah. That's great. All righty then. Okay. Pretty wild stuff. Now, here's, here's some things that are pretty crazy about it is that. But there's more. <laughs> everyone really assumed this was true. In the 14th and 15th centuries, um, Pope Joan was considered a historical person, and no one doubted her veracity. In the, in the Cathedral of Siena, um, there was a carved bust of her among the popes. But then what happened is everyone—this is before kind of a historical critical method where they're like, let's see some documents. It's, com- And then when people started using a real historical analysis, you know, in the 15th and 16th century after the Renaissance, they're like, okay, this is completely untrue. They say that she reigned in 1855 and for, was reigned for two years, but they have papal documents documenting every single one of those years. And there was— there was yeah, absolutely. You're squashing the conspiracy, man. I let's know. just. But they said oh, let's she, just
2: leave the conspiracies yeah. open. Man. <laughs> yeah.
1: But they said uh, she reigned between Leo the Fourth and Benedict the Third, because. But what happened was there was a long interregnum because of uh, the Pope was not getting um, his election verified by the Emperor. Mm-hmm. So they said that's what happened then, but not true. There's no documents. There's no historical documents of the time. There's no mention of it. But if there was any. All right. They would have found it. Yeah. So no well poke job. All right. But,
2: Thanks for disappointing me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry.
1: You <laughs> wouldn't want there to be. A- <laughs> now, before I get into the last and the one that is true conspiracy, why don't you tell everyone how non-conspiratorially they can support us and learn about our I'd be sponsors. happy to.
2: We are most grateful for our sponsors. And I have to first start with Hallow. Hallow is the number one Catholic meditation and guided prayer application in the App Store today. Be sure to visit Hallow because when you do, you'll see all sorts of prayer and meditation guided efforts that they have put together in a beautiful and most attractive way. From Teze to Lexio Divina to Rosary and to daily gospel reflections and so much more. This is a beautiful application that you should definitely have on your phone. And if you utilize this platform, you will truly be able to advance in not only your understanding of the Catholic tradition of prayer, but be able to cultivate that in your own practice uniquely to you. This number one Catholic meditation and prayer app is specifically out there for you to grow in your faith. We are so grateful for their work. We are so grateful for their sponsorship. And you should take a moment and check them out because they are truly at the very forefront of technological advancement and the new evangelization. So check out Hallow, Catholic Meditations and Prayer app, today. We want to tell you about our sponsor, Exodus 90. Exodus 90 is 90 days of prayer and asceticism cold showers, and devout prayer moving through the book of Exodus so that men could find greater freedom in Christ. This program is a tremendous program that over 20,000 men have already gone through, and you should consider becoming the very next member in this very powerful movement. Please consider to join Exodus 90 now. Check them out. You will not regret it. Ave Maria University, our sponsor, is an institution of higher learning in the Catholic tradition. And one that is very, very dear to me, as I am an alumnus and a graduate of 2008 from the new campus. We were part of the first graduating class, and it is awesome to see how much Ave Maria University has grown and has become not only the youngest Catholic institution, but one of the most powerful. Driven in academics and faith, it is a university that appeals to all. And we'd like you to consider becoming a student at Ave Maria University, or if you know someone that is of age that may be looking at colleges and universities around the country, be sure to tell them about Ave Maria. There are over 30 majors. There's programs, undergrad, as well as post-grad, all the way up to PhDs in theology. You do not want to miss a chance to attend this university. It is surrounded by the oratory, this beautiful church in the middle of Ave Maria town, just 30 miles away from Naples and the beautiful beaches. It's in Southwest Florida. So the weather is beautiful, but the greatest thing and the most beautiful thing about the university is the community. The community life is a place where young people find belonging and most importantly, encounter Christ in the beautiful tradition of the Catholic faith. So check out Ave Maria University today. You won't regret it.
1: All right, thanks for that, Padre. Uh, My make pleasure. Make sure to check all those sponsors out. They really help us produce this show, and they're great products. And uh, definitely check them out. Now, yeah. the last conspiracy we want to talk about is the one that is true, verifiable documents. Almost nobody would contest it's true, and that is the fact that the Pope tried to kill Hitler, like physically or through channels. Pius and- the twelfth. Pius the twelfth was not a physically intimidating man. He probably wasn't going to challenge Hitler to like a throwdown with the like swords. That? Yeah, it's gonna be like a ninja, yeah, like Kill Bill, the, Pope. Ninja the Great.
2: <laughs> I remember, I remember Rabbi Dallin wrote a, a book, The Myth of Hitler's Pope. He's right. one of my professors. Uh, yeah, so many times there's so many myths and conspiracies surrounding the papacy of Pius the Twelfth. Sure, and of course it would be because it, it, you know all of Europe, the entire world was in an unrest, yeah. and then there was a lot of accusation that the church didn't do enough, and Pius the Twelfth didn't do enough. And all of these other conspiracies started, you know, building w- out of that.
0: Weren't the conspiracies on both sides? Like he was helping the
1: Nazis and then he was helping the,
0: like, no, was there, wasn't there, the conspiracy, there a variety?
1: The, the thought is, or the myth of Hitler's Pope is that Pius XII didn't speak out about the Holocaust mm. and the Shoah. Mm-hmm. And that he was basically, didn't do enough to protect yeah. the Jews. But that's not true. They that's issued cool. hundreds of thousands of... Uh, falsified documents and baptismal certificates so that Jews could say no I'm Catholic. Yeah, they He's harbored
2: not. so many Jews. They put him and, in, and, in, yeah. in... Yeah. Pope Pius XII is is a, a saint
1: man. And John the 23rd too. Mm-hmm. John the 23rd mm-hmm. uh, and Paul the VI even, right? Mm-hmm. But the the myth that Pius XII was Hitler's pope is absurd because on three different conspiracies and three different occasions he conspired with members of the English and the American secret services, as well as undercover German agents, to have Hitler assassinated. Now they even made a movie about this. Yeah, uh, it was Valkyrie. Bon, Bonhoeffer. Valkyrie. Bonhoeffer. Yeah, yeah, Valkyrie. Uh, Klaus von Stauffenberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. Right, von Stauffenberg. And that one almost succeeded. Where they, put, was a, very they put a very suitcase. suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was
2: a powerful movie. Did you see that? Yeah, it was I mean, very good.
1: They clipped Hitler and they maimed mm-hmm. him for the rest of the life. They didn't kill him, but yeah. they maimed him. Um, but basically members of the higher up in the German military knew they weren't going to win and they knew Hitler was out of his mind. And what they wanted to do was kill Hitler, put themselves into power and establish a peace treaty that was tenable for their position. And they went and they used the Vatican as an intermediary to negotiate with the English and the Americans. And the Pope would essentially pass documents back and forth, provide intelligence, of the movements of Nazis in in Italy, and the Germans would provide movements of Hitler in Germany. And on three occasions, the Pope was involved in conspiracies to kill Hitler. He even had a nickname in these conspiracies in the English Secret Services and the American Secret Service. You know what his codename was? Bulldog. The Chief. The Chief. The Chief. In the documents, he was only referred to as the Chief. Like, intelligence from the chief tells us this or that. Wow. They almost got Hitler, and uh, there was, like, German politicians and lawyers who were, like, triple agents flying planes back and forth from Germany to Vatican City, leaving documents secretly with the pope, hidden among other papal documents that seemed mundane, that he would pass them to English agents. So the theory that, that Pius XII was Hitler's pope is absurd because, number one, Hitler hated Catholics. He even lamented that Catholics, he was he was sad that Germany was a Catholic nation in history and he wished they were Muslims because Catholics were flabby and soft and too loving. He's like, and if we had been Mohammedans with this war, it'd have been much easier. Mohammedans. Mohammedans. Mm. He wanted he wished that Germany had an Islamic background. That's a true story. Yeah. But I think it's pretty, frankly, pretty demonstrable. Awesome that the Pope Got pretty close to getting Hitler taken out.
2: So I like yeah. that we finished the show with a, a conspiracy a that was verified. Verified. Right. Yeah. I mean, showing that conspiracies can be verified. How right.
1: long was it a conspiracy for? Mm. From look from the World War II till uh, most nineteen thirty eight thirty three. Well, thirty three. I mean, from the very beginning of Hitler's the war, power, yeah. the church was opposed to him, and from I think from every day of Pius's reign until the day that Hitler killed himself the pope was working against him secretly diplomatically um with multiple agencies and multiple governments to take him out but
2: where the conspiracies it? surrounding Pius XII were consistent you know all the way through to most recent history really where documents have been reviewed and they unsealed a number of things in the in the Vatican archives and you know, there's there's a lot of proof that that mm-hmm. he helped a lot of people in World War II.
0: Did uh, didn't uh, Hitler kill a lot of Catholics oh, too? Absolutely. Like, it, wasn't he like he? I mean, the Jews were like the biggest mm-hmm. um, well, group the, of
1: people. The but... Jews, disabled people, uh, gypsies, homosexual persons, Catholic clergy, oh, anyone who opposed him, and anyone who uh, opposed his anyone who upheld the dignity of all peoples was in Hitler's path. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, There's a really great book on it. It's called uh, Church of Spies, I believe. And it really details the plot in a lot of detail that... Uh, we could get into, if you want to, go through very minute details, but Father Rich would probably explode. I would like definitely a bu- like, like a, take a snooze. You would explode like a <laughs> briefcase next to Hitler.
2: Uh. So are you, are you identifying yourself as Hitler right now?
1: Did the chief send <laughs> no. you? Did the chief send you? Oh, that's awesome. Yes. All right. yes. So that those cool. are some kind of crazy Catholic conspiracy theories. Mostly, John they're Fals- interesting. No, I,
2: I, I you know, I enjoy a good conspiracy, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So we enjoy the fact that you joined us for this most recent episode of the Catholic talk show. Again, we want to make sure that you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you enjoy this content to ensure that this content continues into the future, please be, please consider being a patron of ours at patreon.com forward slash the Catholic talk show. There you'll see everywhere that you could support our show financially to ensure that we continue to produce this content and a big shout out to all of our patrons, a big thank you, because we wouldn't be able to do it without you, and we'll see you next week. God bless.